In this pandemic, the only way I go outside is a damn car ride. Traffic now sounds like a bliss. Not entirely sure I'd say that before April, but it does now. Imagine I'm in my car, somebody just comes up, fits a couple of small cameras, and let's say I drive around for a solid hour and a half. I'll keep talking to you like I'm on the car phone, and we record it. Make a movie out of it. Sounds interesting, right? Nah, I'm joking. Or am I? Hello guys, welcome back to the off-season podcast. Today is the second episode of the Movie Monday series. Today's movie is Lock. Released in 2013, it is one of my favorite movies and I rewatched it over the weekend. I think it's an amazingly and genuinely innovative movie on many fronts. So, I'll dive right into it, but before that, I'd like to suggest you that you read all my episode descriptions for each one of the Movie Monday episodes because I'll be linking a lot of articles, videos and screenplays. Now, This is a movie written and directed by Stephen Knight, an amazingly talented writer director from England who has written many movies like Eastern Promises, Dirty Pretty Things and even the acclaimed 100 Foot Journey which is an adapted screenplay. The TV series like The Detectives, Commercial Breakdown, Taboo and one of the biggest series we have seen in the recent times, The Peaky Blinders. We all know how great the series is and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's worth the hype. An interesting fact, I think he was also a co-creator for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the UK. Now, this film's main star is Tom Hardy, whom I absolutely love. He's one of the brilliant actors in the generation, who's surprisingly not on many popular top lists. Over the years, for a variety of roles, this dude has delivered outstanding performances. Take a check. He's an English guy who goes through many physical transformations. can almost nail every accent in this world and has a very peculiar approach towards acting he's just able to pick up every diverse role no i'm not talking about christian bale i'm talking about tom hardy and the career parallels between these two guys are crazy so let's explore the plot for now tom hardy's character named ivan lock is a welsh guy living in the uk probably a successful construction manager takes off on a very late night from his construction site to travel to london So he's in his car for an hour and a half. He's talking to a lot of people on his car phone. That's the movie. Seriously, not kidding. No, don't be mistaken here. He sits in the car in the first 2 minutes of the film and then it goes on for 94 to 95 minutes where he's just in the car. Let me break it down a bit more else you'll tune out of the podcast, I'm sure. So it's a very important thing that's happening here in the movie. He's one of the most earnest site managers. who has a pretty significant concrete pour down that's like a huge consignment the day after but he had to leave for an emergency so a series of calls are with his co-workers his family and one person whom he supposed to have a baby with which is the emergency in a hospital in london so that night he has to manage that everything goes on well for the construction site he has to tell his wife that he's having a baby with someone else while not letting his children coming to know and also he has to stay on the line with the person who's having the baby and help her through the process i'll move to the casting as i told you tom hardy is the person who's living through that night and it's entirely his perspective you'll be watching throughout the movie other actors you can only hear through their voice and that's a very stellar set of people too 
Ruth Wilson is voicing for his wife Katrina, while Tom Holland and Bill Milner play his children Eddie and Sean. Olivia Colman is Bethan, who is the person having his baby, and Andrew Scott voices Donald, while Ben Daniels voices Gareth, who are both his colleagues from work. And it's phenomenal how Tom Hardy has acted throughout the film. He really pushed his limits and you could see everything via his voice and face. The deepest of calms and the most intense sprints of anger and frustration, as would be any person's state of mind while go- going through that dreaded night. And the other actors have done so well and I understand that their individual role has been not more than 10 minutes of voiceovers, but it takes a seasoned understanding of emotions of how to deal with all of this. Because Ruth Wilson, the wife, learns that her husband is going to have a baby with someone else and to process that, to put it just on a phone call is a very difficult job. I'd go on to say that it would be easier to act if people could see your face. But when they can just hear you or your voice, it becomes extremely tough. While the kids had the phone, you could hear that they weren't able to understand that their father isn't coming home and their mother is crying for reasons unbeknownst. And you could get that hint from their voice. Colleagues are obviously frustrated and panicking because the site manager has left the site and they have to maneuver the whole process through the phone. And this person, Bethan, she is scared and in a great deal of pain because of the childbirth, which happens to be two months premature. So all these actors gave one of the most brilliant performances while not even appearing on the screen, which is pretty commendable. One of my key takeaways from this film is throughout the film, uh, through the conversation, he reveals that he's going to be father of a baby. And everybody kind of reinforces the fact that he would be the last person on the planet to do this because they constantly keep saying how he's the ideal person, how he does everything at the right time, how his company values him, how he's been there for other people. But as he said himself, he's just someone who was lonely and there were two bottles of wine. And he starts the night while having a job, a family and a home to go to. But after an hour and a half, he's been sacked from the job for negligence and not being there during the big consignment, which he still takes care of anyway because it's the right thing to do. He also loses his family because his wife brilliantly puts the quote that the difference between once and never is the whole difference and it is the difference between good and bad and she decides to live with her sister and lets him know on the phone that they are separating and obviously while all of this is happening he's driving back to london to do the right thing to give this kid his name to help his kid see his father's face which is kind of important to know because between all these calls and ruckus he's also talking to his dead biological father Of course, like talking into the void, whom he didn't know until he was 23. And which is why he makes it a point that you may have screwed up, but I'm not going to. I'm going to do the right thing. So it's also coming from that position. Another takeaway is that people may look rock solid and flawless to us. But we also have to realize that every person is flawed in some or the other way. Locke is understood as a character that acts responsibly, does big things, is always there for his family and people. But throughout the film, they have shown that he has helped out other people. There is even a zoom shot, a particular zoom shot, where it's in the corner of his windshield. So there's a sticker for Veteran Fund, which I assume he works for or contributes to. So throughout the film, there are indications that this person is one of the community's best and put on a pedestal by a lot of people. Yet his one flaw humanizes him and brings him to 
to the absolute ground and the thing is that ev- not everybody is sympathetic towards people who cheat frankly i thought the same but this film even though you're on the extreme and you hate this man's actions still makes you want to sympathize with this person it challenges your most intrinsic belief and i believe that's all credit to the writing and acting and imagine the whole film is just made under 2 million us dollars which is frankly pretty impressive with the editing and cinematography on this one and i don't know why this movie is rated r because he literally cusses once through the entire movie and that itself is crazy dialogue writing now let's see how this film is rated 7.1 on imdb come on that's a joke easily a plus 7.5 film very unique absolutely well executed rarely any flaws with the film and the acting as well as filming is super compelling people at imdb can do better i mean we all can do better meta score by metacritic is 8.1 whereas the user rating is 7.7 now that's what i'm talking about that's perfect that sums up the whole movie now before i conclude i'd like to tell you that please read the description of this episode because there will be a lot of links for video essays and streaming information and some reviews by other big publications as well in conclusion lock is a two man show one is on the screen for us the brilliant tom hardy and the second is the man behind the curtains steven knight a definite must watch for a film that could evoke an array of emotions and feelings through this man's turbulent 90 minutes of driving on an highway and i think it's an inspiration for most filmmakers out there because it clearly headlines how creativity and impact can be brought without much big money or unlimited resources i mean all tom hardy had was a car a car phone a grown out beard and a bad flu and they could make such a brilliant gem out of it so that's it for today be sure to follow the podcast for more episodes if you have any gen- suggestions or tips please drop them either on the off season podcast on instagram or my personal instagram id and i apologize since i was supposed to record an episode last thursday which was outside of the movie monday series but diwali prep got the better of me so happy diwali to y'all stay safe and take care see you soon bye bye